Hey, you. How you doing? You good? How's your weekend? Was it good? Me? Well, you know. Nah, nothing much planned. Ah, working, podcasting, working. Thanks for tuning in to episode five. We do the Tabletop Sessions Awards for 2018. It's a pretty great episode. We had a bit of an issue. Trying to fix Byron's mic, we ended up making it worse. So uh, there will be some technical intervention between this and the next episode. But I'm sorry if sometimes Byron's a bit unclear. Check out storysmithspodcast.com. It's a podcast where a bunch of nerds world build and create these fantastical sci-fi and fantasy stories with the guidance of their listeners telling them where they want the story to go. It's a pretty good podcast. I mean, I'm on it, so I'm biased. But check it out. www.storysmithspodcast.com Episode 5 is the Tabletop Sessions Awards for 2018. Let's get to it. No, no. All right. I'm gonna trade you two sheep for that wood. Tell me, honey, does that sound good? Cause all I really wanna do is take away longest road from you, yeah. Welcome to these tabletop sessions. Welcome to the welcome to the welcome to these tabletop sessions. Hello, fellow gregarious geeks and gamers. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast, where we talk about all things tabletop related that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last three weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are my favorite human equivalents of the Oscar, Emmy, and Grammy trophies. Hey guys, say hi. Hi, Dima here. Hi from Ipo. And I'm Byron. So which one, did, which did you one am I? Did you mean or did you mean Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oscar is my middle name. <laughs> Dima, you're the Emmy because you're like a beautiful you know, wow. angel thing. Yeah. Oh. Dima's my wife, I get to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Dima and I just got back from a trip to Tbilisi, Georgia. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> You're there for her birthday. Um, and it is a great city. Like, yeah. Oh, man, it's lovely. Good food. It's great, well-priced. We, we stayed in a castle, like a castle that started being built in the 10th century, he said. Yeah. And it was built by supposedly a really, really rich person. Well, it within, had to be, it's a castle. But I mean, <laughs> within the walls of the city, he built a castle and walls around his own castle. Yeah, because Tbilisi is a walled city. So this was such a paranoid guy that living <laughs> in a walled city, he chose to live in a walled castle. So yeah, yeah. Because he was really rich. <laughs> <laughs> was he trying to keep out the Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> he made them pay for it. I know that much. <laughs> Oh man! It was not... really cool and creepy at the same time to stay in that castle. It re- the first night was rough. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> especially that we arrived at night, so there were there were like what fifty steps to climb up to reach the entrance, and there oh, was yeah, this it's steep bell, line, and it wasn't a well lit street, but it was it was really great. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rough when we first got there. I looked at the email. I was like. You know, I passed a Marriott on the way. Here. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too far away. She passed a Marriott to go to a castle with uh, the blood of poor people on the wall. <laughs> the people but who built the guy that was castle. super nice. He had like taken like years and decades to yeah. buy up all the parts of the castle, which was owned by twenty three families or something. Yeah, and he he like made each room like gorgeous. Like our room was called the Vienna Room. And it was yeah. done in like an art deco style, sort of like a, it's designed after a specific cafe in Vienna or something like that. But Which has nothing to do with the castle. Which has absolutely nothing to do with <laughs> the castle. But uh, anyway. So um, what did you play in that castle? Uh, we played Fox in the Forest. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, 
And we played that uh, Sherlock Holmes game you got us oh. from London, Ifo. Yeah. Ooh. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't oh. find it in BGT. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah, so it's just yeah. so bad. Look, one of the, I, it's just like, a, it's just like 60-something cards. And then, like, there's a question or a scenario on the front, and you have to answer it, and then you flip it. So it started out pretty cool. But then one of the, like, third one or the fourth one was a physics problem. Yeah. Just straight up. The question was... <laughs> Sherlock was sitting around smoking his pipe deep in thought. Then he looked at me and said, Watson, it's the same temperature in this room, and yet the tiles are colder than the carpet. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't think deduction's going to help me here. <laughs> so it's more of a souvenir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> than a game. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun. Yeah. And we had fun with Fox in the Forest. It was this cafe next to the castle and every day we'd like go to that cafe have a coffee and just play some games for like one hour to get our brain intact and then we'd walk around the city for nine hours or something <laughs> <laughs> and now our phones still expect us to walk yeah, that I was much gonna say, we walked so much that today i had a meeting from my office i put in the location and my phone gave me the time if i walked to it <laughs> And I was like, ah, uh, don't get used to that. <laughs> anyway, Ipo, you've been playing something. Yeah, uh, while you times. guys you, you were having fun in castles, <laughs> <laughs> we were just playing some uh, simple uh, uh, short games. We played Wingspan. Oh, that's, uh, that's like, it's all the hotness these days. It was very hot <laughs> <laughs> that night. <laughs> <laughs> the game uh, also was uh, very nice. Uh, it's a game by Stormire Games, the famous uh, company made the uh, Euphoria, Scythe, Viticulture, Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig. That was a good game to play in the castle in uh, Tbilisi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the designer is Elizabeth Hargrave. Keep her in mind, guys. Uh, she did another weird game based on uh, Victorian flower language. What in the world? I oh, have no idea what this, what this game is, but just it, it impressed me, right? Yeah. <laughs> her theme is, is her theme game is yeah, top I, notch. It's next level. Yeah. The artists are Ana Maria Martinez Jaramillo. Wow. Natalia Rojas. Well I done. I don't know why I tried How to do the Spanish How many times did you French practice that? <laughs> Beth Sobel. Oh, I love Beth Sobel. Beth Sobel. She, she's ah, you know so her? many. Oh yeah, yeah. She did a bunch of games that I really like the artwork. I think Arboretum. Yes. Um, also, she did Herbaceous. I think she did that. Between Two Cities. Oh, she did that too? It was a really pretty game. Two games that I want to play just for the art. Yeah, true. And also, she did some illustrations for the Viticulture. Well, Viticulture is gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. The game is uh, beautiful. Uh, the art is uh, beautiful. Okay, let me tell you a, a couple of words about the game. It's a very simple game. Okay, in uh, it's a card game. In every turn, you just have four actions you can take. You can play one of your cards. Every card is a bird. Okay. Uh, you can either get food that you need to play a bird. You, the third action you can do is lay eggs in order to score points. Or you can draw a bird card. And you, you need all these cards to, to do all the uh, three first actions. Okay. Okay. So each action is represented by a row of five spots where you can place your birds and unlock improved versions of the same action. So, for example, in the beginning of the game, you can draw one card. If you fill this row of action with all five birds, you get four cards. So you are improving your uh, actions by playing these uh, cards. The game is, uh, in essence, an engine-building game, because every time you use an action, you can use the powers of your birds that you have already played in this uh, action row. So you're trying every time you're playing one card to do for sure more than one action. Comment on the uh, wingspan uh, saying that it has a low level of interaction. So we played this game twice. The first time we were four players, the second time we were five players. It feels like a multiple solo. So mm. every time okay. you just wait. Actually, there are certain cards that gives you some... Uh, um, abilities that uh, you should check what the other people are doing in the game but uh, in reality is a multiple solo for me mm -hmm. okay uh, the the innovative uh, part of the game is that the objectives score points the birds score points the eggs score points whatever you do in this game 
you score points. It was the designer Stefan Felt. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Basil or his sister. <laughs> Basil was playing with me. He was scoring points for his birds with a wingspan more than 80 centimeters. Oh my god. So imagine this that is an objective. Be in the NBA for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's a great game because in the end of the game, you know the wingspan of every bird. <laughs> you ne- you need to know it in order to score points. For sure, if I play this game uh, more, by the end I will know how many number of eggs it's uh, bird uh, lays and uh, things like that. <laughs> okay, so overall, it's a good addition for the Stonemaier games because they didn't have anything I think uh, so simple and maybe between two filler. settings might be. Ah, I have never played. It's like that. a twenty thirty minute game. So yeah, so maybe. So it's a light, short, educational. It's a gorgeous game. I suggest it. That was Wingspan. Yeah, no, it looks beautiful. Like we posted a couple of pictures of that on the Instagram and people have been going crazy over it. Yeah. But other than just us, it's been everywhere on Instagram. So it's a huge hit. I mean, Stonemaier doesn't put out rubbish usually. Like, I mean, <laughs> I have three of their games and three of them are winners. They right? never did, right? Yeah. I mean, Byron is saying that he didn't like Between Two Cities, so... Oh, I have never yeah. played, yeah. I, I've, I've played, you know, Side, Euphoria, and uh, um, Viticulture. These are the three games I've played from Stonemeyer, and I love all of them. I mean, I haven't so tried Charterstone, but from what I hear, it's a good Euro game, if not the best legacy game, but at the very least, a nice, you know, worker placement game. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's beautiful and I'm glad he's doing stuff like this. You know, this fills up, you know, an engine builder that can be played in 30 minutes. That's not, that's not every game that can be that. I mean, the closest thing I can think to that is like Roll for the Galaxy or something like that, where it's an engine builder that you can play in 20, 30 minutes mm-hmm. with four players. Mm-hmm. Right. That being said, you guys took like two and a half hours. But I, what, I, what I liked is that yeah. uh, even though you and Ricardo had played the game before, um, the the first and second player in the second game you guys played were, were newbies. True. So, yeah, that was true. So and I'm not sure if it's yeah. because you and Ricardo are terrible at the game I or, if, the game. or if, <laughs> if the game like It was helps. amazing. Ricardo Apo had a card place. that said like, um, if you have birds with colors in their names, right? If you have, let's say, two to four of them or something like that, you get three points. If you have six or more... <laughs> You get six yeah. points. He got five. So, <laughs> so you get zero. The only number he could get that would give him zero points. And I have to share something really important about the game, just so you don't set yourself up for disappointment, is that the color of the eggs doesn't matter. Means nothing. That really upset me. <laughs> me too. I really thought it meant something because they're so colorful and all the boards are really nice. And turns out it's... But like, who would you recommend this game for? Uh, well, it's a filler, so I guess everybody can play it. How do you call it a filler? It took longer uh, to play than yeah, our main was, game last Tuesday. It was a pretty Two. long game. The first time we played filler. it with four players, it was like 45 minutes, maybe one hour with the um, explanation. Five players t- took us too long. Of course, it depends mm-hmm. on the players. True. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, So like, like beginner players or it's too much for beginner players? If somebody had described it to me, I would say this is not a game for me. But in the end, I liked the game. Okay. So I guess... So even heavier gamers, you would say yeah, there's exa- something there. Exactly. Heavier games like me. Yeah. But what mm-hmm. about like beginner gamers? Is it too much for, for a gateway? Oh, that's a good question. Is it like a gateway plus, you would say? It's uh No, I think it's a light game. Well, I wouldn't play it with my daughter. Seven maybe? Year, oh no, sure. ten year old. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, well, that was Wingspan by Stonemaier Games. So speaking of unique themed games, actually, this was already brought up in episode three, the Epsessen episode, but because we finally played it within our group, I want to talk about the first scenario of this game, Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. Oh, such a good game. Um, the designer is Michael Fox, publisher Hub Games, and the artist is Bryn Jones. So just briefly... It's a co-op and you're all nurses trying to um, find out the story of this patient who's holding on. I think you're trying to find his next of kin. Yeah. And the only way to do that is by finding out about his life. 
So so you're just trying to find a balance between like saving his life, <laughs> keeping him alive as long as you can, but at the same time doing building. your job. <laughs> but at the same time getting the gossiping. juicy story. It's kind of hard to explain exactly. Yeah, right? it's, it's yeah. a game about doing your job well or doing your job badly but having fun at work. That's <laughs> not really fun at work, no. but I would say I just like dying. scratching horrible. the itch of I, I knowing his background story and i feel that the designer feels that the palliative care is equal to medical care so that's the point of talking to the patient and make him feel well in the his last moments yeah. it's, very, it's very weird we're talking about this in a gaming podcast yeah but i like it i like that yeah this guy took a step ahead and uh made a game you about know it's, it's it. a co-op but like sorry to interrupt yeah but, no worries but like Every time someone brings it up, I'm in. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm not a co-op guy. Me like, too. I really like it. And you know? and we only played the first scenario. I played but, it twice, though. Yeah, okay. But um, <laughs> when we played it last week, yeah. um, basically in that scenario, the goal is to match one full memory in each of five rows. But at the back of each card, there's a little message or a little, like one sentence of a memory. And I loved reading those. It was, I, I don't know, it just, it gave me like goosebumps sometimes and it was really nice. So they did such a I, good job. I like that aspect of the game because a lot of co-ops sometimes don't, they don't absorb you into the story. It's just mechanical actions that you try to, that you take over and over again to reach a goal. Yeah, It's um, interesting so you're in saying game, that. I'm feeling exactly the opposite. It's not a game. I think it's more the experience than the game. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And so apparently later, um, as you go on in the next scenarios, not everything is as it seems as you reach out to people from his past. So I'm super excited about the next scenarios. And <laughs> apparently Ipo's banned from playing the next games. <laughs> uh, Ipo's wife, if you're listening, please let Ipo play the game. <laughs> I promise you he'll do what you say. <laughs> My wife wants to be the hospital manager <laughs> and the shift manager for the whole game. Your wife wants to solo the game. <laughs> no, I want to solo the game. Lena, I'm with you. you. I'm with you. <laughs> Ipo sucks at co-ops. <laughs> no, but I, I'm in anytime you want to play it. And, um, Definitely. So play the game. that was Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr by Hub Games. Thank you so much. For that. I really love that game. I'm glad whenever it comes out. Continuing with like, this seems to be like a unique theme podcast because first, you know, there was the wingspan of birds. Then we're talking about, you know, a guy who was dying. Oh man, just depressed myself. <laughs> Let <laughs> me guess, Martin Wallace? No? no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, on Tuesday, on game night, we got to play Himalaya. This is an older game from 2002, actually. So it's um, a 17-year-old game. <laughs> this one <laughs> took me a minute. Then. Prehistory. Uh, <laughs> Prehistory. Time wow. of the dinosaurs. Um, so seeing as it's from the time of the dinosaurs, they did a good job predicting the future, I guess, a little bit. Um, sorry, so the reason it's, it's a unique theme is because there's two versions of this game. Himalaya is the original, but they've had a version called Lords of Zidit, which is a fantasy game set in the same world as Seasons, which is by the same publisher. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, my initial, you know, reaction was, you know, Lords of Zita is the updated version for sure. That's the one I'm going to get. Um, but I got Himalaya in a trade. And I'm really glad I got this version. Me too. It's, it's <laughs> like on the border between Nepal and Tibet. And basically you have these yak caravans and you're basically transporting goods from uh, villages that have the goods available to villages and monasteries that require the goods so have a demand for the goods so you're meeting that contract as opposed to wingspan this is the opposite of multiplayer solitaire mm -hmm. i feel like you only get like a minute to yourself actually yeah which is when you're programming it's a programming game so every turn you program six actions mm -hmm. different kinds of roads that you can walk on um an interaction which is like a buy or like a fulfill a contract or rest which is a super important action as well and you're, you're placing these six in a certain sequence. And then when it starts, 
Um, you start, and then like, let's say I'm starting, I do my first one, next clockwise does their first one, then it comes back to me. So it's, it's, it's a programming game. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to say one thing that it's what I loved about it is that during your turn, when you're deciding on the six actions, you have to gauge what everyone else is going to yeah, do. Yeah, so that you can reach wherever you want to go yeah. first or if and you're expecting. the reason expecting... that's important is either someone could finish a contract before you get there and then when you yep. get there and interact, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. But also... There's lots of resources, up to five resources in a single location. And when you buy, you have to take the lowest value resource. Yep. So sometimes you want to go there, rest on your next action <laughs> so that someone else who went there gets the salt and then you can get the next higher up yeah. resource. So you really have to try and read the other players and see what their exactly. next move is. So you can get there first or after. And It's, it's also super frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you could end up like, spending half your turn getting to a position. And when you get there, someone's already done the contract and there's nothing you can do about it. But it's thematic because you have to plan these trips through the mountains and there's nothing you can do. Like Or uh, you and two other players like expect each other to go to the closest goal. Yeah. And then all three of you end go, up go going the, the other way. And, yeah. Um, but so. I will say the most brilliant aspect of this game is the fact that the scoring system is just brilliant. So yeah. the scoring system, I'll be very brief because it's very hard to explain, but it's not just tally up your points. So first you count something called, um, I think, religious points. Mm -hmm. And the one who has the least is eliminated mm -hmm. and they remove their other pieces from the board. Yeah. So on the next one, which is your political points, that person could have had the most political points, but if they didn't have enough religious points, they've removed yeah. all their pieces from the board. So when it it's comes to brutal. political points, they're not being counted. So then you find again who has the least political, and then you end up with two people in the end, and you count your economic, which is the most yaks, basically. So it's like an elimination process. Yeah. And so I had the most two. yaks, but I didn't win the game because I didn't have enough polit political wow. uh, control. Yeah, yeah. That's really uh, nice. And actually, the guy who had the most political, uh, the the guy who won uh, AK won by mm -hmm. having he had the third most yaks. Like yeah. you had the least yaks, then AK. And it came down to you and AK yeah. in the end. And he won. And wow. Yeah. So, like, you can't ignore the other bits. You know what I mean? How many players is this? Uh, this was a four-player. Four. I believe in a three-player game, it's a different scoring method. But we haven't tried that. So I would highly recommend. Uh, it's a short game. We played four players, and the amount of time it took. Uh, after you guys had finished explaining Wingspan, and you started playing it with five players, we taught Himalaya and played Himalaya before you finished. So <laughs> I'd say it's a short game. You can play it in an hour, hour and 20 minutes maybe. And it's a great game. Himalaya by designer Regis Bonesse. Um, and my version at least is from Tilsit, the publisher Tilsit. Ignacy Trevichek, one of our favorite designers from Portal Yay! Games, mm -hmm. has announced a third edition of the board game Preta Porta. I, I know I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt Preta to say Porte. it. <laughs> but there's far too many extra syllables on this name. Peasants. So I'm going to read out the press release um, and then just give a few pointers on the game. So what they say is, each player is a clothing magnet and will clash with others in a brutal war for dominance and success of their brand. During the game, players are opening branches of their business, hire new talented employees to expand their capabilities. Each passing month, you gain new managers, models, and designers. Your company will grow to eat your opponents alive. Now, <laughs> for a press release, that, that sounds very violent. Yeah. <laughs> it's about fashion and cannibalism. <laughs> I mean, the two I are kind of the same. I didn't know the same. fashion industry was that brutal. <laughs> so it was previously released as fashion. He wanted to redesign it for maybe like a video game theme or something of, of that sort of nature. But... He's gone back to the fashion. Uh, clearly, it's popular again. Yeah, it's very interesting because um, the initial thing, if you read some threads on BGG, it's the same reason Rococo never reached that level of popularity because some mm -hmm. people are like, I don't want to play a game about making dresses, right? Mm -hmm. I yeah. hate the theme. <laughs> and people felt the same way about this one, even though it's about the business of fashion. Yeah, true. And, um, but now, he seems to have gone back on it and is going back in fashion and people are... Seems like most people are happy about it. 
which I am for one. I don't want a game about the video game industry. This is a cool theme. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like, it's cool. It's like it's like the meta's changed. Like people are either less awkward about, you know, or maybe it's just, you know, we haven't heard the haters yet. I But wait, know. Rococo. I hate the theme because it was medieval dresses. <laughs> Come on, that's not a theme for a game. But if we are in the business of making Preta Porte, yeah, I mean. Also, like, I read a few threads about, like, the rule book not being clear and people being frustrated well, about that. That's every Portal so, game. Yeah. So I maybe mean, I remember that... Robinson Crusoe. I didn't understand a thing in the rule book. I had to print out a separate rule book. Someone basically translated it from Ignasi to normal. And I was able to understand <laughs> the rule book. And that's... I love you, Ignasi, if you're listening. Actually. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was able to understand it. But... Brums and Crusoe is very popular. Actually, I read a really funny comment on the game. One person asked if someone could win the game by sending like sending their models to the fashion show with no clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, other players were like, no, naked models cannot win. And what are you going to sell at the end of the show? Like, <laughs> It's like the emperor's so, new clothes. Right? <laughs> that's exactly what he said at the end of the comment. <laughs> But no, it's, uh, I think it's interesting because... I'm not sure if the meta has changed, you know? I feel like as a whole, definitely like geek culture is starting to be a little bit more aware of itself and not so much about, oh, Conan, me, strong man, punch you in face, you know? <laughs> like now we're starting to, you know, have badass female characters that are strong. And we're also starting to see, well, it's 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 better than just like template, you know, spray paint, template, spray paint for the theme mm-hmm. all the time. And that none, you know, like Wingspan is killing it right now, right? It's one True. of the yeah. 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 And that's about birds. So, like, I think maybe the meta is changing a little bit. What do you think, Byron? I, I definitely think that we are heading towards more neutral sort of games. Um, society is just more accepting and changing and adapting to and- not being male biased. And also, like, the board game community is expanding a lot. Um, board games are becoming a lot more popular um, in, regu- like, more social settings and not just, I don't know, the previous, do I want to use the word nerd setting? <laughs> or yeah. 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 So. Um, but, but that's a shame because, like, okay, the nerd setting has been, you know, the proprietors of Conan, okay, but they've also been the proprietors of some, awesome thing yeah right? i just feel like it's it's a lot more approachable to a larger community when you use simpler themes like Maybe. something yeah. yeah that's not space or in any case i applaud ignacy for sticking to the fashion design thing and um i would love to try it they say it's like a heavy economic game. yeah <laughs> yeah which is like So it's three of my favorite words. <laughs> Food chain magnate for uh, dresses. Exactly. Yeah. I was very intrigued when I, mean, I read about it. And on the forum, people were really, really into I the strategy. Done. We'll get a copy and we'll try it. And they said so. it's pretty cutthroat. And we'll let you know what we think about if we applied it to a video game theme. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't go to the video game theme. All right, guys. So thanks for that, Byron. That was a great news article. Yeah, for the super day. interesting. So guys... This isn't your usual jump to game show of the week. There's mm-hmm. something in between. Are you ready for the Tabletop Sessions Awards of 2018? <laughs> Guys, Tabletop Society Sessions, we don't really have a proper name for it. We're going to call it Tabletop Sessions Awards. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative. Is, um, we've been giving it since before we had this podcast. The main thing to take away, April is going to tell you more about how we vote for it. But the main idea is um, that we are not going to have played every game from the last year. Also, there are a lot of games from years before that that we've only just learned to play. So it's not supposed to be an award that's looking at the best game that came out in 2018. It's an award that's basically the best games that we played in 2018. And it's voted between ourselves and the rest of our group, the Tabletop Sessions group that was born before the podcast was born. 
the people that play the games that we post on our tabletop sessions instagram exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. yeah so could you give us like a brief high level idea of how it was calculated yeah so the main idea came like uh two years ago is it the th i think, yeah. Yeah. I think two the, three years ago third yeah. Year, yeah yeah so uh people from i think uh 20 different countries had voted for the first uh tabletop sessions awards and uh, the results were uh, posted in Instagram, and it, they are still there in our yeah. Instagram account. Yeah, they're still there. I don't know if you can search like two years ago. <laughs> before. Just scroll. Just scroll. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> so we did it uh, last year, and again this year, the difference was that we gave some more uh, weight in our own votes. Because the hosts <laughs> of the podcast. Because we are the podcast, and we don't care about their... No. <laughs> no. You're not uh, supposed to tell them this. <laughs> no, no, it's important to know. We gave more weight to our votes because, um, one, the number of people in the group has reduced since last year. Um, so um, it was a bit of a, it was, it was, it's, it's still a lot of people, but it was, it was a bit less significant. And on top of that, this is being presented on the podcast. So it should represent the host's perspective as well. And one main reason is that uh, we as hosts of the podcast, uh, we are playing more games than the other people now. Dima and Byron don't know the results. No. Only Ipo uh, and I do. I'm very excited. Oh. We're going to announce them. There are four categories. I love that. And every time we announce, I'd like to hear you guys' reaction to, you know, the runner-up and the winner. No pressure. So basically, we're going to be ch telling you the top two of each category. Okay. So the first one is Party Game of the Year okay, 2018. so much fun. Any guesses? <laughs> Any guesses? Spyfall. Monikers. Damn okay. it. I should have said Well, Monikers won our party game of the year last year. Oh, okay. The, the runner-up for party game of the year 2018 was... I'll add that in post. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Mind, designed by oh, Wolfgang yeah! Warsh. Published by NSV and Pandasaurus Games, among others. <laughs> published in 2018. <laughs> I agree. Runner <laughs> That's a runner-up, not the winner. Oh, okay. Well, I was waiting for uh, the mind to win, but yeah, but I don't think enough people played it. A lot of group. people have played Actually, the mind. Actually, yeah, like five of you and us. <laughs> there are people that aren't part of our group that just come over to play the mind, basically. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend visiting from from Kuwait for the weekend with his wife. We went to walk the dogs, me and Dima. Yeah. We came back and we just saw them staring at each other. <laughs> Holding cards, and we're like, oh my god, they're playing the mind. And they're not even gamers. <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys think of that? Yeah, I think it definitely deserves. So you're yeah. surprised now, because uh, the winner is not monikers. Whoa. The winner of Party Game 2018 Brrr. is... <laughs> I'll add that in post. Again. <laughs> Vegas Wits and Wagers, oh, designed yeah! by Dominic Crepuchet. Published by North Star Games oh, and published man. in 2017. I totally wow. agree. We yeah. played that game 50 times at Origins. <laughs> I thought the guy was going to kick us <laughs> off his table. We had like permanent spots on their table in Origins. In <laughs> I love that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. We played it like 16 players. We were two per team yeah. and it was amazing. Plus, I, I have the Vegas edition plus yeah. the deluxe edition. Plus the party edition, so I've oh. combined all three into the same game. But I feel so like the main the edition, edition. I have the ultimate edition. But I feel like the main thing they liked was, I I know it was is the mat that comes with the Vegas edition because yeah. what it adds is you can bet on individual players before they answer. So let's it's say a there's ten a, to one bet. Yeah, ten to one bet. It's so amazing. let's say there's this question about space stuff, and I know people like space stuff. Maybe I bet on him. But then maybe Ipo sees that and chooses to tank it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. There's oh, yeah. a lot of stuff to it. I think it's definitely a great game. Have you played it, Byron? Yes, I played it. I was oh, terrible, okay. but I never. Played it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm biased because me and Hamad won the first game. Yeah, I'm undefeated yeah. still. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. true. I think but it's the only game. Uh, the only game I'm afraid the cards will will run out. And we, will, no, we won't man. be able we to play it anymore. So many. We played the game like 15 times, and we've gone through like a quarter of one of the three decks I have. 
I just want to point out that our group was so into this game that they actually dressed up as the characters on the cards. That's right. That we, was we pulled amazing. out the Halloween costume. Yeah. But don't forget, Ipo, there's only seven questions per game. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and once I get through the deck, there's a second question on each card. Yeah. So, like, I have, like, six times the amount of questions. True. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Let's so, move on to the next category. So, guys, next category, Friday games. What does that mean, Ipo? <laughs> Friday games are the games we are playing on Fridays. Equivalent because, to because Sundays of, in the Western because, world. <laughs> because Friday, exactly, it's a weekend uh, here in Qatar. So we are playing games that take longer than uh, three hours to play. Yeah. So for uh, the Friday games, or should I call it the weekend games category? Just Friday is fine. Okay, so <laughs> the runner-up for this year. Ooh-hoo. Arkwright. Yeah. yeah. By Stefan Risthaus, published by Spinworks so and Capstone Games, published in 2014. We already talked about this on a previous episode, but it was a very fulfilling game. Actually, we talked about it on the test episode. Did we? Damn it. <laughs> the problem is we, we need to play it again, and every time we're saying we need to play it again. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, we have to play it with the same uh, four people just yeah. so we don't have to get through that those rules, uh, but it was. I had a piece of paper and a pen, <laughs> but I, I won, right? Uh, by tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, it was uh, a mind scratcher, but a lot of fun. I don't think a piece of paper and pen is necessary, but it's if definitely you want, not necessary, if you want to I win guaranteed. <laughs> considering I tied with you and just played it on instinct, I'd say you wasted a lot of everyone's no, time. No, it's necessary. <laughs> I, I agree with Dima. Since Alias I'm a... AP prone, I think a piece of paper and a pen is good because by the time it gets back to your turn, if you have short-term memory like me and Dory, <laughs> uh, you'll forget what your strategy was. <laughs> no, Elias is a rare kind of a CEO that he doesn't need a piece of paper and, you know, spreadsheets. The lucky kind. <laughs> okay, guys. So the winner of this uh, category of Friday games for 2018. Drum roll. I'm going to add that in post. <laughs> but I'm not going to add it in post. This is just going to keep, I'm just gonna yeah, keep let, playing. Let's keep saying that so we don't need to add it. <laughs> so the winner is Food Chain Magnate. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love all these games. Designed by Jeron Dumen and uh, Yoris Viersinga. I think these guys are Dutch, right? Yes. Published by Splotterspellen. Published in 2015. The I honestly still can't get the the video of shut up and sit down when uh, you were selling me on the game before mm. we got it yeah but um it just the game just drew me in even though initially i didn't like the art because i felt it was very basic the board didn't really have much to it mm. but then when you just add all your stores and your products <laughs> and your marketing stuff it just it totally deserves number one i i love this game <laughs> It's in my top 10 games and it's, uh, we're playing it online right now. Like it's, yeah. And yeah, Patsatsufis, you need to play. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. It's been like three weeks. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I love the game and I love the theme also. I, so that was the winner for 2018 Friday game. Well, you sound super excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the two of my favorite games to another category that makes no sense the Tuesday game. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that's when we have our annual, our annual, our weekly game night <laughs> yeah, with very all different. the members of Tabletop Sessions. Shout out to the members of Tabletop Sessions. Uh, Best sorry, I just want, I just listened to a Killer Mike interview on Joe Rogan, and every time he said anything, he goes, "Shouts out to this guy, shouts out to that guy," and so I can't get it out of my head. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so Tuesday game basically is a game that takes usually less than three hours to play. It'll get to the table on Tuesday and we don't need a weekend. Except we don't need to commit our day for except it. Except occasionally when Ipo picks the game Sometimes on a Tuesday that he considers. Out, in principle, the game should be at most two to three hours. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, there's no runner up because we had a tie, guys. Whoa. Oh, we had a tie for the top two. Can we break the tie? No. Damn it. <laughs> what happened? In because Oscars. the tie would be split down the middle, I think. No. Yeah. Um. Super I know Byron curious. would go one way. I know you would go the other. Guys, in the Oscars, if there's a tie, I, know I would go with you, exactly. Dima. I'm not sure where Ipo would go. I think he'd go with Byron. Anyway. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. So, 
the tie winner. The first one is the winner of last year's new arrival, which means it was published in 2017. Okay. Seventh Continent. Designed oh, by yeah. Ludovic Rudy and Brudy Sotzer. <laughs> published by Sirius Poop. Um, that game like became so popular in our group. You guys played it once and then everyone bought it the next week. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, last year it won our new arrival. That meant new to our collection. Usually that means it's published that year. And Seventh Continent won it again this year. So wow. now it won the main award, which is the most the best game for game night, basically. Wow. And um, I'm not the biggest fan. I did trade away my copy. Me either. But it's not because I don't. I get. I totally get why people love this game. Exactly. Yeah. I just traded it because I didn't want to play it solo because it takes too long to set up, as opposed to like a quick dice game or a card game, which is what I would play solo. Right. Fair enough. And it take and I can't to... play two player. It takes a long time. It does. It doesn't take a long time to set up. It takes a long time that every time I have to explore, I have to look through all the cards to get the card I want. So if I want to bang out a solo game, usually I want it in less than an hour. Mm. You know, you're not going to get a fully satisfying experience in under an hour. True. Okay. Yeah, 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 and Dima, who is my the person who lives in this house with me, <laughs> against my will, um, <laughs> she she doesn't like the game. So because of that, it didn't make much sense to keep it. Yeah. Ipo has a copy, AK has a copy, Byron has a copy, Eugenia has a copy, like Ricardo has a copy. Three quarters of everyone I know has, has a copy. <laughs> but um, basically, so I traded away, but I did trade it for two fantastic games Antiquity by Spell and End Time of Crisis from GMT. So no regrets here, but uh, <laughs> fully get it. Well done, Good Seventh trade. Continent. You deserve and... it. And tied with Seventh Continent Ooh. is the game that I'm super happy you made it. It's so weird because it's such an old game. But it did have a reprint in 2018. So technically, it's legit for this award. Wildcatters, designed <gasps> by Rolf Sagel yeah. and Andre Spiel. Published by Capstone Games in 2013. Nope. Published by someone else in 2013. I <laughs> don't have it in my notes. I made a mistake here. <laughs> um, but it was republished by Capstone Games in 2018. No, uh, guys, these two games, uh, they tied in every way. So I, tr I tried to solve the, <laughs> the tie, but there, wa there wasn't any tiebreak. Uh, I'm going to vote anonymously <laughs> <laughs> to Wildcatters. <laughs> anyway, that's your tie for Tuesday games, which are games that take under three hours to play. And now... Uh... What? Is it time? No, there's, there's one more. Oh. <laughs> wow. I just wanted to say that uh, Wildcatters was first published by Russ Games. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're pronouncing that wrong. R-A-S-S? -S? Yes. Russ Games, yeah. What did I say? You said rash. Like a rash. Okay. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but it's not your fault. That's it's because you're Greek. In Greek. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last category in uh, the 2018 Awards was the 2018 Best Arrival, and what the, does that mean? Uh, that means that means games that uh, were published in uh, 2018 that are part of our collection. Okay. Yeah. True. So the runner-up for this category was. I was waiting for Dima to say drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Trap words. Designed by Jan Brezina, Martin Hrabolek, Michael Pozarek, and published by Czech Games Edition in 2018, of course. You were so confused. Trap words. Wow. Maybe. The, the game like Taboo that we played. Oh, like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Took some time. Yeah, like I had a blank there. <laughs> what do you think? It got the runner up. I freaking love that game. Martin, you played with us at Essen. Oh, yeah, we won. Stop Oh, yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> I was very skeptical about that game because I love Taboo and I didn't want to find a replacement for it. <laughs> but uh -uh. it was... <laughs> I think it's a great idea, great game and uh, a game we needed to play. Yeah, it I, was... I liked it very much. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So let's run this thing out with the last award of the night. The winner of 2018 Arrival. 
We'll put that in post. <laughs> is the mind. The wow. mind. Designed by Wolfgang Varsh. Published uh, by NSV and Pantasaurus Games, among others. Published in 2018, of course. Great. I'm glad because I, I felt a bit bad that it didn't win Party Game of the Year. So I'm really glad that it won New Arrival. Yeah, apparently if you include 2017, Vegas Wits and Wagers takes it. Take out 2017, yeah. mine got that. Yeah. <laughs> and the way it spread, like it was contagious. Yeah. People just couldn't put the game down and then... As we mentioned when we talked about it, it's like drugs. So uh, yep. <laughs> I don't consider I don't consider the mind a game. I'm considering a virus. <laughs> I don't think it's, a bunny are, virus. Are we? Yeah, I don't know. And now, and now what? <laughs> time for game show of the week. It's a game show of the week. Tell me what you think, what you really, really think. I'll tell you what I think, what I really, really think. Tell me what you think, what you really, really think. I'll tell you what I think, what I really, really think. So welcome to Tell Me What You Think, What You Really, Really Think. Tell you what I think, what I really, really think. <laughs> so the rules of this week's game is I'm going to read out a comment from BGG Forum. Okay, and you guys are going to take turns uh, guessing which game it's from. There are going to be two guesses per person. And if there's a tie, then we'll, when we get there, I'll explain it. Two guesses so, per person, I like that. No, we, no, she means you get two questions. So um, I'm going to read out the comment. And then when I'm done reading, you'll have seven seconds to answer. Okay? Seven seconds. I don't... <laughs> seven seconds away. I mean, that's all the amount of time I felt I needed, like anyway. five was a bit short and ten was a bit too long. So, so, so I'm going to go for seven. <laughs> seven. All right, how are you going to count? Do you have a timer going? Yeah. All right. Okie doke. So who's my volunteer? I'll go first for once. Okay. Can players come in and out of the game? Yes. Are finished scenarios you no longer meet the requirements for available to replay? I know that when you replay a scenario, you don't get the rewards in the gray box, but there may still be reasons to replay it like unopened chests or just because you liked it. So the answer to that was in campaign mode, no. In casual mode, yes. Uh, Any ideas? Gloomhaven. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. One point for Elias. Yeah. Wow. And you haven't played that game. No, I haven't no. played and, and, and like. I'm just a nerd. Uh, he he challenged me because I was give I was putting games that we've all played and he was like no give us games that we haven't played we can do it anyways we, we can do it so <laughs> so I didn't let let's let's go next okay so Ipo Byron who's up next uh, let's go alphabetically so Byron because B comes after E <laughs> okay Byron you're up ready ready can you win by not trading. In particular, by focusing on exploring and or blasting other players or NPCs. What about suicide? Okay, timer started. Exploring, blasting, NPCs, suicide. Three, two, one. No, no idea. Hey, Elias here coming in from the future in the editing bay. Just want to tell you in the hubbub and confusion of what mania game show of the week is. Uh, we forgot to say the right answer. It was Zaya, Legends of a Drift System. And now, let's go back to the past. Okay, Ipo, you ready? Of course. You're up. Okay. So I came into this game at the Half Price Books shop for just under 60 bucks. I've never played, researched, or done more than given a longing glance at the magnificent and enormous box. I opened the box and was overwhelmed by the content. This morning at 1 a.m., I concluded my inventory process and found that I am missing a single yellow fighter from the base game. This will be replaced by a tiny rubber ducky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, timer. Go. Mix versus minions. No. Uh, star, uh, what was the other one? Shoot <laughs> box. What is it? Anyone want to try? 
Twilight Imperium. Yes, Byron! Nice. Good job! Nice. Oh. I was about to say Gloomhaven again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Elias, you're up again. Damn straight I am. Here it goes. Is this game actually this bad? What are we missing? Edit, the person edited, and then answered himself. No, we didn't understand critical rules. We seem to have misunderstood, namely, the demon player generally only rolls three dice per turn and not all available dice in the dice pool. That's one. Two, intribute charge cancels the rule that demons cannot spawn in areas where humans are, but it does not cancel the rule that they have to enter from unexplored doorways. All right. I, I know like one game with a demon player. So I'm going to say claustrophobia. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, wow. <laughs> okay. Byron, you're up. Ready? Oh, yeah. I, th I think I got What's this. The point. I already won. <laughs> <laughs> What's the bottom line with this game? Is it, isn't it counterintuitive at times when combining items? And it's very repetitive in that you need to tread over familiar grounds each time you fail and start over and each time you begin a new course. Yes, you can play all the curses at the same time, but that's difficult and not the way the designers meant the game to be played. Okay, so that's seven consonants. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ipo, you want to do your last go? Of course. I mean, what's okay. the point, really? second in the time Very back. close. Almost was the architect of my own defeat, but held on by one point. Also lucked out with a bit of a Hail Mary at the end, but only had to do that because of a previous error. My mama, papa cards allowed me to start with two green, a blue, and the something tasting room. Any... What? what? <laughs> it, it's Vitico. Is it viticulture? In the essential edition, the mom and papa cards, you get them and you each get a random two and it, it gives you different starting stuff. Oh. As opposed to, yeah, I think that from the Tuscany expansion. So what's the tiebreaker? Okay, so <laughs> okay, so there's Ipo. You didn't get the second he one. You got have zero it. points. He got you, it. you and got Byron it. whispered it to him, but I did not. I gave it. I gave Byron point five for guessing Elias's, and then another point five for guessing Ipo's. So what's the what's the score? So you and Byron have two points each, and Ipo oh. has. How does Byron have two points? I didn't get the demon one right. Byron guessed seventh continent. Yes, and that's yeah, it. that was mine. And then, and then he 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 knew Twilight Imperium. But I knew Zaya. Yeah, and then he also knew Viticulture. I whispered Viticulture. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Okay, so actually, the winner is Elias. Oh, every, is everyone surprised? And, and I come second. Way to try to get me to lose this. By game. Byron, guys, <laughs> seriously, I tried to help you. You guys played both these games that I gave you. Elias hadn't played either. Thank you, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Seema. I appreciate it. I really need support. to start doing other things at work. <laughs> Byron gets second and Ipo gets third. You need Good to work job, harder guys. on that, uh, Dima, in order, <laughs> in order to help us. All right, so what was that? So that was, tell me what you think, what you really, really think. Tell you what I think, what I really, really Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank goodness it's a podcast and so no one knows it's me singing that Spice Girl. <laughs> tell me what you think, what you really, really think. I'll tell you what I think, what I really, really think. Tell me what you think, what you really, really think. I'll tell you what I think, what I really, really think. Speaking of uh, terrible things, do you, does anyone hear that? Oh, what? no. What? It's at the ice oh. cream van. <laughs> Whatever it is, even better. Louder. I don't, I don't it's know. the yo garlic yogurt van. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the Hippocratic Corner. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Hippocratic Corner. So, in this episode, guys, I want you to tell me your top three games to play in an airport. Guys, 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 guys. So I've made a challenge for myself because <laughs> the game show of the week isn't challenging me, okay? I have predicted on these pieces of paper, everyone's top three. Whoa. Okay. Oh. Not in any order, just three. 
I'm going to hand them to you. Don't look at them until after. And I'm going to hand it to you so it's handed off. I don't have control. I don't have a pen. Please don't look at it. I'm probably not going to get them right, but I'm trying to get one right. Okay. right? One I'm going to get one for me. I think so. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll get like at least two from me. Yeah. So why don't I start with mine? Okay. And so I do that and then you guys can do yours. Okay. Yes. All right. So the logic for mine is it should be transportable. Mm -hmm. It should be playable either solo or with a small group because you're probably not going to travel with a large group. Um, it should not take up a lot of table space. Um, and it should have an appropriate theme. Because if you look <laughs> like me and you're scary to some people, um, you know, you don't want to be caught with any with the words bomb. That will be our <laughs> next top three will be uh, top three games to place in the bottom of your bag. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. All right. Since I've taken too Tomb long, and <laughs> let me just run up the top. So my number three is Palm Island. I just got this on Kickstarter a few months ago. And you can play it one or two players with one set. If you have more than one set, you can play multiple players. You can play it solo. Basically, it's funny. It's a, it's a, it's a pun since that Palm Island as in palm trees. And you're on a desert island trying to survive. Well, not really. You're building like an economy and stuff. But also, it's played in the palm of your hand. You don't need any flat surface. So you have this deck of cards. And as you buy cards for their income, you push them to their side. And then the, what, what they give you, the resources are shown off to the side. And then you can spend them by turning them back upright to buy new cards and so on. And you're trying to upgrade your deck. And by the time you get through your deck a couple times, you know, then you check your scores to see what you built. And it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, my number two is Aten. Dima, you've played this. It's that two-player Egyptian theme game. You played it with AK. Yeah. So it's a really cool fun. game. It's just a small board with a bunch of places to place tokens. And you have a deck of cards that you're holding, but you're only playing four cards. So it doesn't take a lot of space. It's a very mm -hmm. small amount of space, small box, and really a deep game. Really a fantastic game. And I wanted to show a lot. It does have a board, though. Yeah, but it's a small yeah. board. It could it's fit a on a coffee board. table at a, mm -hmm. an airport. Um, and there's nothing else on the board, on sitting Correct. on the table. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something I thought, you know, um, yeah. I could play. I could, I could see myself playing with you. It's a mm -hmm. two-player only game, though. And my number one. I'm sure Dima's going to kick herself and wish she put it on her list because I don't think she did. Mr. Jack Pocket. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. We used to play that all the time. We used to play that all the time. Not regular Mr. Jack, but Mr. Jack Pocket. Mm -hmm. So you don't have all those pieces of Mr. Jack. You just have, you know, you're, you're rotating these tiles and you're moving these three tokens, Sherlock, Watson, and the dog. Yeah. You're moving them along the edges if you're looking for Jack. And if you're able to... Um, look down a whole corridor as Jack is rotating these corridors. You can check if that person is Jack or not, the person that you see. And so you're just rotating. It doesn't take any space at all. Very small game. It's called Pocket Edition. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, it's top-notch. I think it's better than the actual Mr. Jack. We were so obsessed with it. We'd actually play it on our tablet when we were standing in airport immigration lines. Yes, that's like... how much we played the game in the airport. Yeah. So uh, I think it's better than regular Mr. Jack. Um, I traded Mr. Jack, but I love Mr. Jack Pocket. So yeah, that's my top three. Well very, done. Very good transportable choices. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> okay. I mean, small games. Okay, Dima, go. Yeah. Okay, so I'm next. You, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say. I'm going to tell you what my criteria were. Um, so I usually travel with Elias. <laughs> so I pick games that could be played two players um, that aren't too long. So you could play while you're waiting to board your flight and doesn't take too much table space. So in third place, I picked Tanamakoji. Oh, wow. So yeah, we got this at Origins last year, but um, it we didn't play it that often. But I really love the game. It's really? uh, yeah, I, I I knew you were gonna say really like that because I lost. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's, it takes quite a bit of space. It's just like the straight line. Yeah, in the like, middle. Yeah, it has to be a larger table. Yeah, like a round table. I guess like if it can a... fit eight on, it can. Yeah, a coffee table. Yeah. But um, it's also you've never requested to play it, so I'm sure. I know. I just thought of it when I was thinking of this list, and I thought about really how much I loved it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So um, my second runner-up is a game we used to play all the time at airports, but um, 
fairy tale. <laughs> um, and my number one is our more recent favorite game that we literally played every day in Georgia was Fox in the Forest. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Sherlock game with the physics. Oh, man. <laughs> so close. I was a bit disappointed with that Would one because like I love look Sherlock. At my so let's are... see what Elias predicted. Should I do the drum roll? No. no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so he got two out of three. He guessed Hanabi. And uh, that was only one that's wrong, but he guessed fairy tale and fucks in the forest. Oh, well done. Job. But it's like Hana, Hana, so half a point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hana Mikoji, I picked Hanabi because we played it in Ghana. At the, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I was focusing on games you can play two player, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a great list. So yeah. I'll definitely be pulling out Hana Mikoji more often. Byron, you're up. I also had some criteria. I also try to set myself a challenge. It had to be a card game. It had to be very light, so not a lot of cards. Okay. And it had to have a BGG score weight of zero. What? What? So I got two out of three with the score weight of zero. The third I could do. How can you have a weight of zero? You know it's not the actual weight. No, I know. It just says complexity rating zero on BGG. Okay, okay, I definitely don't have your list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so num number three, which had a, a weight of 1.15, which I was quite disappointed with, is Jaipur. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Game. Yeah. Okay, it's a great, great two-player game. Yeah. Uh, Take some space, though. Excellent art. Got a lot of depth to it. I quite like it. Beautiful number two <laughs> is Love Letter. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. Especially the That has a weight of version. zero. <laughs> Definitely not the eight player version. <laughs> but it's a nice travel size and you can just put it in your pocket and go. And number one, which would really freak out most people in an airport, is the mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. Excellent uh, choice. Excellent. <laughs> I have actually Dima, would you mind. like to read my predictions? For, Here goes. For and Elias predicted. <sighs> E high society, the estates, Oof. and Jaipur. I got Jaipur. Yeah, you got, got Jaipur. Yeah, yeah. I would predict the. Uh, I thought you put the estates because you played it with Eugenio at the airport. Yeah, but it's it's just too heavy to carry in luggage. I know, and your criteria sucks. <laughs> 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 I thought about love letter for you, and you know it's funny because at our wedding we gave away the wedding edition of love letter to yeah. everyone, and then D Dima's brother and his his partner. They were playing it at the airport on their way back yeah. to Montreal, which yeah. is cool. That's so awesome. That's a good good one. That's Cute. Good mm. Okay, guys. So my top three criteria was uh, 30 minutes or less to play the game. Small box. Doesn't need so much space to play. Mm -hmm. Easy setup and easier wrapping up. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, the count of players is not important since you can have a big group uh, flying together or maybe you're just, well I'm not in just... school anymore so <laughs> <laughs> okay so my number three is Citadels nice. by Fruno Faiduti yeah I think Ipo introduced me to Citadels yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very nice game funny game uh, but I think you need at least three players to play yeah number two is Love Letter wow Yay! by Seiji Kanai super popular and my number one is Welcome to nice. but Benoit Taupin and not the <laughs> mind. <laughs> Welcome to is a roll and write game, but uh, instead of rolling, you just have some uh, deck of cards doing the job. For yeah, we played it at Istanbul Airport three players and it was terrific. For the dice. And Elias predicted Welcome to, of course, the mind. <laughs> <laughs> and Seven Wonders Duel, which is a very nice... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I thought of Citadels, and I thought you wouldn't play it because it's you have to like, announce what you're taking. I'm the king, I'm the whatever. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, it's uh, it's a bit loud for the airport. But um, it's a good choice. Well done. You got two out of three for me and Ipo. Well, no, he didn't pick the mine. One out he? of three. He oh. just mentioned the mine. Oh, he said he didn't pick the mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't pick I the picked mine. what he should have picked. Seven Wonders Duel was a better option. <laughs> of course you no, did. Of course you did. You well, also picked what Byron should have I mean, picked Byron too. Byron said the mine. So I was, was going like... to go between Jaipur and Sushi Go, to be honest. Nice. Sushi but Go. I knew you Jaipur because you're always playing it online. So. That's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty good. 
he shot like a really high ranking on that and love letter. Playful secrets, please, guys. Is is are yeah. we letting Ipo do the outro? As and, always, and huh. I need to play all these games. You listeners, please let us know what your top three is on our Twitter account at Tabletop Sessions. No. QA. <laughs> It's oh, written there. <laughs> At this point, I don't believe you anymore. Every time I read TT sessions, you know, my mind goes to tabletop. <laughs> okay, so our Twitter Twitter account is at TT sessions QA. Okay, TT sessions QA. <laughs> our subreddit <laughs> at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions or at our BGG guild. All these links will be in the episode description, so you don't need to listen to me. <laughs> please don't listen to Ipa. I feel like he was repeating it for himself <laughs> alright guys that brings us to the end of this long tabletop yeah. session thank you so much for listening please check out our very active Instagram account at tabletop sessions you can reach us through Twitter where Ipo? at TT Sessions QA or at our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions join the conversation over at our board game geek guild and you can find the link to all of these up in the episode description. Please rate us on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts. Or if your Android podcast app of choice has some sort of rating system, we'd really appreciate any form of rating feedback. It really helps us get noticed. And if there's anything that you feel like, if I could ask you to do this for us, it would really help with the spreading of this podcast and make it a lot more fun. So we'll be back in three weeks. And until then... To quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind. Say bye, guys. Arrivederci, muchachas. Bye, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. You may so spoke two lame. languages and two words. <laughs> <laughs> tabletop, 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 top. Tabletop, top. Tabletop, 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 top. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to rate us on iTunes or on your podcast app of choice. And don't forget to check out www.storysmithspodcast.com for our sister podcast. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Session.